Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks. You're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. Today, we're combining two of my favorite topics, Disney World planning and Enneagram types. That's coming up on this episode 372 of WW Prep to Go. Hello and welcome to WW Prep to Go, where we talk strategy and ideas for people planning their Disney World trips. I am your host, Shannon Albert from www.prepschool.com. Thank you for being here for episode 372. Today, we are going to be talking about all the different Enneagram types and how that comes into play with Disney World planning. But before we get into that, a reminder to follow on social media because we are busy every day putting out information. Just search WDW Prep School on all of the platforms. We have Q&As on Facebook. We have Q&As on Instagram stories. We post news on all the platforms. TikTok, there's fun stuff going out. Some of it is helpful. Some of it's just fun. So make sure you look on all the different platforms. We also do YouTube videos. We're everywhere. So make sure you find us. And I also wanted to mention that we have a food and wine guide that is out. It is an ebook with more than 200 pages in it, reviews of every single item, pictures, tips on how to do the festival, the best seating areas at the festival, etc. I will link to that if you're interested in using that on an upcoming trip. So now let's talk about Enneagram planning, Enneagram and Disney World planning and how it looks in all the different types. Starting off, I just wanna mention that I I am obsessed with personality types and I always have been. It used to be Myers-Briggs, which was the kind of personality test that was used a lot more in the 80s. And actually there was a very early podcast episode where I talked about Myers-Briggs personality typing in Disney. And that's actually where I got the idea to do this episode. It was the 10th anniversary recently, so I found myself going back and saying, what What were the episodes even about back then? And I saw the Myers-Briggs one and thought, mm, I could do an updated one. Enneagram is the more updated personality type. I think Myers-Briggs kind of fell out of favor. Some people would say there's no good personality type that is accurate, but I am obsessed with understanding not only myself, but other people as a child that was felt misunderstood like a lot of us did in the 80s where our parents didn't really pay attention to us and care so much about our individual needs or wants. I I really sought to understand myself and then I thought I need to understand everybody else because I don't want to be I don't want other people to feel the way I felt when I was a kid. So I am personally very obsessed with it. I find it very helpful just to help understand where different people are coming from in my own life with regards to travel planning. I used to, when my kids were really little, I would plan trips the way that I wanted to because I was like, this is what I know. This is what I'm going to do. And then 
it got to a point where I understood what my kids' personality types were, Myers-Briggs or Enneagram, and I thought, oh, okay, they have very different needs than me, and so I need to make sure I incorporate some of their stuff as well. So I think it can be helpful if you're the planner, but I also think it can be helpful to understand the needs of whoever is with you to incorporate the things that are important to you. I am not an expert on Enneagram, just a hobbyist who's obsessed with understanding myself and others. If you are not familiar with the Enneagram, it is basically personality types one through nine. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Beyond just your one number, you will have a wing, which is like your secondary self, I guess. Um, And it is going to be either the number one less than your type or one more. So let's say that you determine that you're an Enneagram five, you could be a five wing four, or you could be a five wing six. And that just means that you kind of borrow some of the characteristics of that type as well. And as you'll see, as we go through these, sometimes it is that wing that takes over when it comes to planning. The way, if you don't know your Enneagram type, the way to figure it out is really to read the descriptions of all the different types and see which one resonates. There are some free online tests that you can take, but I would really recommend just reading the descriptions and see what makes the most sense. And I would also suggest that you focus on what it, which description sounds like you when you're doing well. So we tried to do some of this stuff with people, with patrons during the pandemic when, you know, we had nothing else going on. And it was challenging because the way that we all felt under that period of stress is not necessarily who we are. What we go to in times of stress is a different type. So I need you to use your normal type. When you're doing well, you're doing okay, what is the type that you resonate with? Every type has a different type that they tend to act like under times of stress. So that can be a little bit confusing. For instance, I am an Enneagram three and under stress, I go to a nine, but it's the three that I really am. So you need to make sure that you find the description that matches that for you. So if you know your type, then um, that will be helpful in the rest of this episode. So you can see which one makes the most sense. Or if you know the types of people that are going to be traveling with you, maybe that is helpful as well. So I want to start with the Enneagram One. The Enneagram One is usually a perfectionist. They're very responsible. They are likely to pitch in with any aspect of planning. They can be really fun when they're relaxed And the trips tend to be really important to take ones away from their daily responsibilities. They may struggle during a trip to let the bad experiences go, you know, so they have three good restaurant experiences and one bad one, and it's hard to let that one bad one go and focus on the good ones. They do tend to like new experiences. Some of the types we're going to talk about don't like new experiences. Some do. Ones tend to like new experiences. When it comes to Disney World, They make good planners, but they will need to switch into their relax mode once the trip begins. Plans usually need to be a combination of structured and relaxed and include new things to look forward to. A patron who is a one said spreadsheets galore and everything planned out ahead of time, including lots of experiences that will be special to each family member. But once I'm there, I have to let go and build in relaxation that I will enjoy because the stress of hitting the mark for everyone gets to me. That person happens to be a one wing too. So they're going to have elements of both. And some of the things in that statement I just read are very much an Enneagram two. So let's talk about Enneagram twos next. Enneagram twos are helpers, caretakers, 
They consider everyone else's needs and often forget their own. They loved being with their loved ones. It's their favorite thing in the world. So travel is very ideal because they're kind of stuck together for a period of time. But they need to be really careful not to smother other people, but also not to forget their own needs. When it comes to Disney World, they make good planners, but they can be easily overwhelmed when starting out at first. Their focus is generally on the people in their travel group and making memories. So planning special things focused on each person is ideal, but they need to remember not to forget the things they're into as well. They love the memories maybe more than anything else. So anything that helps with that is fantastic, like taking lots of pics, and they need to be thanked or validated so that they don't become resentful because they do tend to put in a lot of work for their people, but the people need to be grateful for that because they do go out of their way. A patron said, who is a two, said, my downfall is being disappointed when things go in a way where it disappoints the people I am with, or if they don't appreciate things, I went overboard to plan, especially if I feel like I lost or let people down. So definitely a lot of a lot of focus on all the other people and wanting to help them as much as possible. Enneagram three, that is me. We are achievers. We have a very strong focus on efficiency. We like to come across as confident. We do tend to focus on public perception with things like matching shirts on a trip and getting the right photo. We do tend to like things that feel special. So for Disney World, we tend to make good planners who absolutely love the planning process. I have a feeling this is going to be a lot of people listening to this. We tend to want to have lots of plans and we'll definitely be interested in special things like dessert parties or VIP tours or making sure we eat at the best restaurants. Efficiency is always top of mind. So things like touring plans and minimizing weights will factor in heavily, hence why I cannot imagine never buying individual lightning lanes or Genie Plus or any of that kind of stuff. It can be very expensive to be a three because of that. Um, and threes need to remember to factor in other personalities. So I told you at the beginning, it took me a little bit to factor in that my kids are very different than me and I needed to plan accordingly. A patron who is a three said, if I don't accomplish everything on the wish list and maximize my time, I feel like I have failed at vacationing. And that is it. We are big to-do list people and we know how to put the pieces together. I often describe my mind like a Tetris game and every task is a piece in the Tetris game and I want to make sure they all fit together perfectly with no gaps or spaces in between. So I'm just really trying to fit as many things as possible into a day. We can get a lot done, but of course that is not always the most important thing during a trip. Enneagram 4s. They have a heavy focus on aesthetics. They tend to be romantic, creative, have deep feelings, be intuitive. For Disney World, they can make good planners because they intuitively understand the needs of people around them, but they might feel bogged down by all the details of planning. They are sensory seekers who are likely to make a plan that is a combination of adventure and relaxation. They tend to like to book things based on pictures or videos they have seen, and they often want special experiences or to do the very best things. I know this personality type very well because my daughter fits this description. She is an Enneagram 4, 
And she would often bring special outfits on trips. She would plan the photos out ahead of time. She wanted to do salon visits. So when she was younger, that was Booty by Boutique. And then later on, it was the salon at Grand Floridian. She would plan out photo shoot ideas. And she also always wanted to know the plan. But also when we were there, she always always wanted to stop and smell the roses. Aesthetics are huge, but for a four, it's different than a three. So for a three, like me, we would often want to take pictures and have it just perfect so that when we posted it, it, it made us uh, come across the best way possible. Fours don't necessarily care about that as much. My daughter, in fact, hates social media, but she just can't not think about aesthetics. It, it's just for her own personal use. A patron who was a four said, I often plan my Disney trips around the vibes. It is definitely a consideration when choosing a resort, which is very funny because I used to go on trips with my daughter at the end of every college year. We would go somewhere she liked, like a beach, and then we would do a few days at Disney World, and we always picked the prettiest resorts, including places like Port Orleans French Quarter, because I knew that the aesthetics were going to weigh in heavily to her having a really good trip. So that's Enneagram 4s. Enneagram 5, these are analytical investigators. They can come across as very detached. They tend to be spreadsheet lovers and have limited energy for socialization each day. So having a plan is super important to them so that they know how to budget their energy. They make great solo travelers or they are great at traveling with one person who they feel like they can relax around. For Disney World, they can make good planners because of their love of research and analytical nature, but they do remember to focus on the people that are going to be there. They likely will want to build in downtime to their plans. Sometimes living in the present can be difficult for Enneagram 5s, so having lots of pictures to look at after can be even more important to them so they can almost enjoy the trip in retrospect. So they may not necessarily feel like they're enjoying it in the middle of it, but when they look back on it, they can kind of enjoy it afterwards. A, a Enneagram 5 said this in the patron group, spreadsheets and itineraries are my love language, constantly overanalyzing, but also prepped with all the info for a quick pivot. I also love waiting on a bench and people watching to recoup some energy while my family enjoys the thrill rides. So pretty typical Enneagram five, and that person happens to be a five wing six. So some of the next description is going to fit them as well. Enneagram sixes are very prepared, anxious, fearful. They tend to be over packers and they have thought through every single scenario that you can imagine. When it comes to Disney World, their plans will often be complete because they have prepared for anything and everything. They like to have a plan so they know what to expect, and that helps them to be less anxious. They tend to like returning to the same location and the same routine, and they value memories through things like souvenirs and pictures. So every time they see a souvenir they bought, they can reminisce on the trip. A patron who is a six set as a frequent goer, Disney World is a safe way to try new things because there's a safety net of something new doesn't pan out as planned or if I don't like something, I know there's still plenty else that will be great. So I like that viewpoint because they're repeating, you know, Disney World over and over again, but if they want to branch out a little bit, they can try a new thing, a different resort, etc. Enneagram 7s are human golden retrievers. 
They are enthusiasts. They want to maximize their fun. They have high energy, joyful, adventurous. They are the most likely to enjoy every aspect of a trip before, during, and after. For Disney World, they can make good planners because they like researching things that will bring them joy. They will want to experience as many things as possible. They'll often want to include adventurous things. So for Disney World, I would suggest something like the Wild Africa Trek Tour or any tour really, or surf lessons at Typhoon Lagoon. They will find it easy to plan too much in a trip. So they need to watch out for that. And Enneagram 7 said, I want to do all of the out of normal things. I do know that I can't do it all. And I try to cram it in. Park hopping helps me with that. So that might be a really helpful tip. And Enneagram 7 might want to go equipped for with park hopper tickets so that they leave all their options open to pack in as much as they can each day in multiple parks. I, my daughter's husband is an Enneagram 7 and for their college graduation gift, I sent them to Thailand on a trip for a couple of weeks and I planned the flights and hotels because I was paying for it and because I had been before. So I knew which cities to book flights in and hotels in. And then I handed all the planning over to my son-in-law who did exactly what this description just said. And he filled in the details with experiences. So they did cooking classes and elephant nature parks. And he really enjoys that part of the planning is filling in all of the details. Next up is Enneagram 8s. These are the most assertive of all of the types. They are leaders, protectors. They are fearless. They love confrontation. Most types will avoid confrontation, but 8s love it. They desire a really intense life. For Disney World, they make good planners because there is almost no other option. They, they really like being in charge. If they aren't the planners, at the very least, they need to feel like they aren't being controlled by whoever the planner is. They do need to have a plan that includes a variety of elements because they desire an intense life. So you need to include as many things as possible. This quote from Enneagram 8 patron was slightly tongue in cheek, but I thought it was funny. I want to include it. She said, as an eight, I do like the idea of planning, but it is not a priority to be the planner. I like to outsource the plan exactly as I requested it to be done, then force everyone to adhere to the outsource plan while trying to remember to be flexible. So, I mean, she's sort of kidding, but sort of not. Even if she's not the one planning it, she's going to outsource it and it's going to be planned the way that she wants. So however it happens, she's going to be in charge. And that is that. And lastly, we have Enneagram nines. These are the peacemakers. They're very agreeable, easiest for most other types to get along with. And I will say that in my uh, reading and interaction with patrons about this topic, I learned that nines who are If you're listening to this and you're a nine, you are likely going to be really pulling in from your wings to do the planning because nine wing eight, nine wing one, because in general, nines struggle with decision paralysis. They don't necessarily like to be in charge, but if you're here, you probably don't mind the planning. And so you are likely pulling in your eight or your one wings to help you make decisions in general. Nines need lots of downtime. They can struggle with decision paralysis. They are likely to want to allow others to plan or base their plans around what everybody else has said that they want. If you're listening to this, you maybe are not doing that as much. They're likely to want to repeat trips and redo things that they liked previously 
they are not likely to want strict plans, but loose ones instead. So this one can really go a couple different ways, but if you're here, you're likely not struggling so much with the decision of paralysis, but a lot of nines do. A patron who is a nine said, I want to pre-plan a lot so that I don't have to make decisions in the middle of the fun, because that diminishes the fun for me, especially if I need to consult with other people about the decision. So I think that's super helpful. They want to learn everything ahead of time so that they don't have to deal with the decisions because that can make it a not so fun trip. Love that. So that is that for all of the different Enneagram types. I would love to hear from you all if you have any thoughts or anything on your types and how it manifests when it comes to Disney World planning. I think that will wrap up this episode of WTRIP. WDW Prep to Go. For more information on this episode, including the text version of everything that I talked about, you can check the show notes in your podcast app or go to the website wdwprepschool.com. Click on podcast at the top, scroll down to episode 372. Until next time, I will see you on the site. 